Welcome to the Commune Podcast. My name is Jeff Krasnow. So I do a tremendous amount of research for the interviews that I feature on this podcast. And from time to time, I feel compelled to record videos that summarize longer interviews and consolidate information in a more concise manner. Now, this episode features the audio from such a recent video. A few weeks ago, I interviewed Karina Belize, the founder of Orlo Nutrition, on the nature of fats, healthy fats, unhealthy fats, and neutral fats. I often say that the two most debated questions in the history of the world are, why are we here? And what should we put in our mouths? And this episode addresses the latter. I untangle many of the different kinds of fats, which ones we should consume and from what sources, and which ones we should avoid and their elementary origins. So I, I hope you find it useful. If you're interested in the video version of this episode, you can find it and all my podcasts on the Commune YouTube channel. Also, if you're interested in functional and integrative medicine-based programs with fantastic doctors like Zach Bush, Mark Hyman, Sarah Gottfried, Kara Fitzgerald, Jolene Brighton, and Roger Schwelt, among many others on topics such as gut health, epigenetics, sleep, immunity, neuroplasticity, hormone balancing, Ayurveda, and nutrition, well, you can sign up for 14 days of free all-access to Commune's entire course library which includes more than 100 courses on health, personal growth, and social impact. Just go to onecommune.com slash trial. And please support this podcast by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcatcher. It really makes a huge difference, and I would deeply appreciate it. Okay, without further delay, here's today's episode titled, Does Fat Make You Fat? Fats made a very poor choice when it came to PR companies. At least they did in the 70s when we were told that fats make you fat, right? <laughs> that seems logically from a nomenclature perspective to make sense, right? I eat fat and then I get fat. Well, since then we've learned that fats don't really necessarily make you fat uh, in the same way that well, sweets don't make you sweet or, or, or being on the right doesn't necessarily make you right. Um, so uh, today I'm going to unpack fats, good fats, neutral fats, bad fats, where they come from, which foods you find them in, uh, what ratios they should be consumed in, and what are some of the knock-on impacts of eating different kinds of fats, which ones are healthy and which ones are not. Um, so I'll begin with an odious fat. That should be avoided at all costs, and these are known as trans fats. So trans fats do occur in trace amounts in the natural world. Uh, ruminants like cows do create some trans fats when they metabolize food. But overwhelmingly, what you're going to find is trans fats that are made by, surprise, human ingenuity <laughs> uh, in the name of maximizing profits by using um, cheap um, ingredients to uh, create shelf-stable products. 
So trans fats are essentially artificial fats. Um, some people call them plastic fats because their molecular structure really is almost like plastic. Um, and they're made by adding hydrogen to unsaturated fats, particularly oils, cheap oils, canola oil, um, uh, grapeseed oil, etc. And, um, and these are really detrimental to your health. Like fast food restaurants use these um, cheap oils, which can get hydrogenated um, over time because they rarely swap out the oils in their deep fryers. So, you know, French fries and anything fried from a fast food restaurant, you know, most generally contains trans fats. You really want to avoid it. But they're also hidden and camouflaged in all sorts of products in the grocery store from bagels and crackers and cookies and donuts. Um, so really anything uh, on the label that says partially or fully hydrogenated oils, seed oils, are trans fats. And you really want to avoid them because they clog your arteries um, and they lead to atherosclerosis and then cardiovascular disease. They've been um, linked to cancers um, and, uh, and your liver really doesn't like them. They can contribute to fatty liver disease and diabetes. So just avoid trans fats. Now there's saturated fat um, that, are, that is prevalent like in meat and dairy. And uh, saturated fat isn't patently bad for you. Um, it does raise LDL, low-density lipoprotein levels, cholesterol, your bad cholesterol. And if, you if you're in a very inflamed state, a prevalence of kind of small LDL particles can accumulate and, again, uh, develop into atherosclerosis and, um, and heart disease. But I find that a, if you're consuming a moderate amount of very, very high quality, like grass-fed, grass-finished steaks, um, you know, every once in a while that saturated fat is fine, is, can be good for you. Um, the overconsumption of it, again, can lead to fatty liver disease and insulin resistance and then all sorts of kind of metabolic diseases and metabolic dysfunction. So I would avoid too much saturated fat. Um, then there are the essential fatty acids, okay? PUFAs, polyunsaturated fatty acids, uh, omega-6s, and omega-3s. Now, omega-6s also kind of get a bad rap in general, and it's really because we overconsume omega-6s in the standard American diet. Uh, processed foods contain a lot of omega-6s. Um, the oils aforementioned um, before they become hydrogenated. But also you can find omega-6s in what are otherwise very healthy foods um, like walnuts that also have omega-3s. We'll talk about that. But like avocados also have um, omega-6s. 
Now, uh, omega-6s are pro-inflammatory. So they evoke uh, an inflammatory response in your body. But, you know, that's not wholesale negative. We want some degree of ability to generate inflammatory responses. So like when we sprain our ankle, we want our immune system to send white blood cells, leukocytes to the source of injury um, and use inflammation for healing. The problem is right now is that we are in a chronically inflamed state. We have too much inflammation and inflammation is concomitant with many um, chronic diseases. And we often talk about bolstering our immune system, but we don't really want to bolster it because in a way our immune systems right now in the West are aggravated. Um, you know, we, we heard a lot about cytokine storms uh, as one of the primary sources of mortality with COVID. Well, that often stems from an over aggravated or agitated immune system in which there's too much inflammation. So what we really want is a balanced immune system that has an equal amount of inflammatory capabilities, but also some anti-inflammatory capabilities. And that's where omega-3s come in. So omega-6s are pro-inflammatory. Omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. And right now the problem is, is that we get about 20 times the omega-6s as we do omega-3s. And really that ratio should be somewhere three to one, two to one, even one to one. So where do we get these omega-3 fatty acids? And I should just say that they're both essential fatty acids. And what I mean by that is that our bodies do not produce these fatty acids, acids endogenously. We have to exogenously get them through diet. Okay. So Omega-3s can be consumed in a variety of different ways. So many people get their omega-3s from fish, specifically the smash fish. So sardines, mackerel, anchovies, salmon, herring. These are generally oily fish that are low uh, in the food chain, which is good. So they don't accumulate as much heavy metals, for example. Um, and they have a lot of omega-3 fatty acids. So you can get your omega-3s through the consumption of fish. Now, another way to get it is through fish oils. Like, um, you know, there's a lot of supplements like sockeye, salmon, fish oil um, that contains omega-3s. So you can get omega-3s there. Um, you can also get omega-3s through um, eating omega-3 eggs. So I have an egg here, <laughs> strangely camouflaged in this walnut bag. Um, there, And that is because omega-3 eggs come from chickens that are eating plant source omega-3s. So they're eating flax or chia, or maybe hemp. So the chickens eat the flax, lay the eggs, and then the eggs have higher concentration of omega-3s. Okay, so that makes sense. 
Now, walnuts here um, have, like I mentioned, omega-6s, but they also have omega-3s. But this is where um, you kind of have to pull apart um, some of the information because there are three different kinds of omega-3 fatty acids. There's DHA, there's EPA, and there's ALA. So plant sources of omega-3s like walnuts or chia or flax are generally ALA omega-3s. Now your body can convert ALA omega-3s to DHA and EPA, but it doesn't do so very efficiently. So really what you want to find are omega-3s that are the best source of specifically DHA. Why? Because half of your brain is fat and your eyes are fat and most of that fat is DHA. So for brain health and particularly for eye health, you want to make sure that you're consuming enough DHA omega-3s. Now, omega-3s are beneficial for a whole host uh, of other physiological reasons. They're good for cardiovascular health. Um, they're good for um, um, sperm <laughs> generation, actually. They're very good for, as I said, um, for brain health. And, you know, I've read certain studies that um, the uh, consumption of omega-3s has more effect on mood regulation than the consumption of antidepressants, uh, SSRIs like Zoloft or Paxil or Prozac. Um, you know, particularly uh, if you have any presentation of the APOE4 allele, the gene um, that creates greater predisposition for Alzheimer's, you should really be getting your omega-3s, particularly DHA. Okay. So there's a few, um, and then I should say that if you don't um, want to eat fish, or you do not want to take fish oil, or you do not, for example, hunt bison <laughs> um, or deer, who uh, and, and wild game would be also higher in omega-3s because they're eating grasses um, that contain the omega-3s. Well, there is another plant-based source of omega-3s, and this is very, very important for vegans because vegans um, are notoriously low in omega-3s. So you ask yourself, why do fish have high levels of omega-3s? Well, do they biosynthesize them? Well, actually, the reason why they do is because they eat algae. And algae is a tremendous source of omega-3s. Um, so you're going to the root there. And um, there are um, a number of supplements that are algae oil um, that, are, um, that contain 
high levels of omega-3s, particularly DHA. So this is one of them by Orlo Nutrition. And um, that is another way to make sure that you're getting your proper levels of omega-3s. And there's a couple of other kinds of fats that I haven't talked about yet. One is um, MCT, uh, so medium chain triglycerides that you can find in coconut oil. So um, coconut oil is actually a very uh, good oil to cook with because it has a, a very high flash point uh, and it's not as um, negative as some of the other seed oils that I mentioned before, uh, like canola oil or so soybean oil or grapeseed oil, etc. So MCT, medium chain triglycerides, are converted by the liver to ketones. So this is why a lot of people squirt MCT oil in their coffee in the morning, because if you are in a low glycemic state, because you're in an intermittent fasting protocol, or um, you eat a low glycemic diet, so low blood glucose, your liver will convert MCT, medium chain triglycerides, into ketones for um, use by your mitochondria to produce energy and you remain in a fasted state, in a low glycemic state. So MCT oil or MCT medium chain triglycerides that you find in coconut oil um, um, can be used, like I said, for energy. Then you have like olive oil. Now this is an organic um, extra virgin olive oil and, um, olive oils are, have omega nine fatty acids. Now, omega nine is pretty much a neutral fat. It's not inflammatory or anti-inflammatory. Um, it's neutral. Um, but olive oil has many other fantastic attributes to extol. Um, it has a polyphenol known as uh, oleocanthal, which has proven to be a powerful um, anti-inflammatory and anti-carcinogen. And um, it is uh, fantastic uh, to make salad dressings with, for example. Um, and it's a staple, of course, of the Mediterranean diet, which has been associated um, with longevity. And, um, but you don't want to cook at high temperatures with it. It's fine to cook with avocado or olive oil at low temperatures, but they have a relatively low flash point. So you don't want to do that. Um, you want to use them mostly for salad dressings. Um, and I said, yeah, if you can cook at low temperatures, then that's fine. Okay. So that is a lot about fats. I hope that um, you found this um, informative. There's so much different information to pull apart about nutrition. And, you know, I'm on this journey uh, for myself and my family to understand as much as I can about nutrition in order to live a more healthy and thriving life. Um, and uh, it's a pleasure to share this information with you.
Thanks a lot for listening to today's episode. I hope it was useful and informative. And feel free to drop me a line with any questions or suggestions or criticism of the constructive variety at jeffk at onecommune.com. And like I said before, I totally appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Okay, that's all from the commune for today. My name is Jeff Krasno, and I am here for you.